Do you want to know what okay. SPEAR stands for? Other yes. than, obviously... Oh, it's an spear. acronym? Oh, yeah. Okay. Sturgeon protected and exempt from absurd regulations. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, so I, I do know he's going to be there. I don't know if... Well, I got on the phone and I called Sean Wentz. I don't know if Wentz <laughs> is going to be there, but Gallagher... Well, he ought to be involved. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Glaze of ice, not words you want to hear about the No, thank you. Yeah, things get kind of ugly tonight and into tomorrow morning. More on that through the day. Big day ahead in presidential politics. Vice President of the United States will be in Wisconsin today. More on her visit and message in a moment. First, the, the Sunday bombshell. Did not see that coming. No, I mean, not yet. Yeah, right. You figured it'd be after Tuesday. At least seen it through South Carolina. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis out before even the first Republican primary tomorrow in New Hampshire. He left the campaign trail today at 3 p.m. And in so doing, he was very gracious and he endorsed me. So I appreciate it. He's a great guy. We're good friends. (laughs) (laughs) That turned on a dime, didn't it? Isn't that amazing how that works? Frontrunner on the GOP side, former President Donald Trump, indeed endorsed by Governor DeSantis, said he, he won't call him Ron DeSanctimonious anymore. Oh, that's nice. So he's retired that nickname. Mm. That's what you got to do to get your nickname retired. You got to drop <laughs> you out. just endorse him. Right. Kiss right, the fine. ring. Yes. New Hampshire voters cast votes tomorrow. Polls still showing former ambassador, former Governor Nikki Haley, running second to Trump in that state. We'll talk live with ABC News national correspondent Stephen Portnoy in New Hampshire coming up at 10 to 7 this morning here in Wisconsin today. We have Vice President Kamala Harris visiting Waukesha County. It's going to be at a trade union headquarters in Big Bend. Administration's message today, though, really will largely focus on an issue that Democrats still expect to win on, abortion. ABC News White House correspondent Karen Travers from uh, from Washington this morning. President Biden says in a statement today that tens of millions of women now live in states with, quote, extreme and dangerous abortion bans put in place since the Supreme Court's decision overturning Roe v. Wade. The president writing, quote, because of Republican elected officials, women's health and lives are at risk. Today, he meets with his task force on reproductive health care access. He says in his statement that on this day, what would have been the 51st anniversary of Roe and every day, he and Vice President Harris are fighting to protect protect women's reproductive freedom. Karen Travers, ABC News, Washington. And not coincidentally today, later Republican lawmakers scheduled a hearing on a law that would ban elective abortions after eight weeks. So they announced... Or, sorry, 14, 14 weeks. weeks. They announced that on Friday that they're going to unveil this. They're having the hearing today. Sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, like you said, not coincidentally. Uh, the governor's already said, nope, not going to... Not going to allow that one to be signed. So the play from Republicans here is they will make a deal out of this special type of legislation that this is. Were it to pass both houses of the legislature and get the governor's signature, which, again, the governor has already said he won't do. But this particular piece of legislation would then go to the voters in April. So voters would have to approve of it. So their play here is to say, look, we're we're asking the people of Wisconsin what they want. Uh, But. Like you said, non-starter already in the governor's office Uh, for the, as we said in the news, the vice president expected here late this morning. And then she'll be in Big Bend speaking at the International Union of Painters and Allied Traders District 7 Council later this afternoon. And we'll be on top of that. 615, Brandon Snide has sports coming up. 
time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. After a thrilling season, the 2023 ride for the Green Bay Packers is officially over following the 24-21 loss in Santa Clara to the San Francisco 49ers. A special team, a special season, all coming to a screeching halt over the weekend. The Packers had a chance late with just over a minute left in regulation when quarterback Jordan Love threw that interception over the middle of the field to end the game despite those mistakes, though. A positive game for the Packers moving forward, something they can learn from. The 49ers with the win over Green Bay will next host the Detroit Lions, who beat Tampa Bay on Sunday for the NFC Championship game. Over to the NBA, where the Milwaukee Bucks will look for win number two in a row in a row tonight against the Pistons in Detroit. The Bucks beat the Pistons on Saturday afternoon, a game that was closer and most anticipated, the Bucs will look for some adjustments that need to be made in order for a victory number two in a row. They'll go for win number 30 tonight. They are 29-13. and 13. Tip-off time set for 6 p.m. Coverage will begin right here on WTMJ at 5.30. You were clipboard guide on uh, Saturday. Did you Did you catch the game? Were you, did you have enough time to catch the end of that game? Yeah, I kind of watched while as, as many. If you had anything going Saturday night, it was interesting to watch <laughs> how people were trying to consume the game. Some were listening on the radio. I was headed on the phone. So mm-hmm. I guess great. I'm sad today. I like, and I, what's, I, was what I was telling you, like, what, what we've experienced at the end of this game was sort of unlike what we felt through the season because. All season, it was sort of like, well, whatever happens, happens. New mm-hmm. year, whatever. And now all Expectations of a sudden... Expectations were lowered. <laughs> right? Then they right. went yeah. sky high. And then they were the better team for 99% of that game right. Saturday. Then, we're, then you're seven minutes from the yeah. NFC Championship. It's all good. Making plans for next weekend. And then not. And then no. <laughs> 618. You, the aforementioned clipboard guy. I've got some highlights from that coming up next. <laughs> Coming up on 622 on this Monday morning, you had soccer Saturday night during the game. Yeah, 9 p.m. kick. You missed the whole thing, eh? So I saw the first half. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, then went to uh, the We should really facility. do a topic on why middle schoolers are playing <laughs> soccer at 9 o'clock yeah. at night. So, you're, great, great question. Although, it was funny, the referee, who was a younger guy, he uh, he had like the little game cast going on. He, he wasn't watching the game, right. but he was watching, you know, the He little... could check for updates. Yeah. Right. So, he had that up. So, in case he'd walk over by the wall, take a look at that, and he'd give me an update because I'd You were looking him. for his reality. Like, what, <laughs> yeah. what do we got? Well, one time he got all chippy on the field. He was kind of barking at the other coach, and I'm like, oh, did something Whoa. happen in, in, the, in the Packers game? <laughs> so many people had things going Saturday night. So, we had... You know, I have a, a daughter who's in cheerleading at Greendale High School, and so we hosted this weekend. Huge tournament, yeah, yeah. and we had like 100 teams in and out of our gym on Saturday. So that's you know all hands on deck. Parents have to yeah, volunteer. Yeah, so no that. matter what your kid's sport is or whatever, you, you pay your dues. We've all been there. One way or another. So I'm clipboard guy again. And I say clipboard guy because you give anybody a clipboard and a walkie-talkie, and you have empowered that person. Mm-hmm. Immediate importance. <laughs> right? And some clipboard guys are better than other clipboard guys. But my job in this thing, I love, I love to watch how things work. And we put 120 routines out on the mat, starting at like 7.30 in the morning, went till after 8 o'clock at night. So I kind of tease myself about it. But it's really interesting. You have all these different teams with all their different routines, and they come through, and there's a series of stops they have to make. Here's where you check in. Here's your warm-up mat. Okay. Here's this warm-up mat, yada, yada, yada. They get to me. I'm the last guy they see before we put them out on the mat. And these things are scheduled five minutes, five minutes, five minutes. So you want a little taste? 
little taste Please. of clipboard yes. guy spiel. What's it like? Okay, so the team comes down the stairs. They see me. I got my clipboard. I see who's coming up. Okay, here comes Franklin. Okay, Franklin, welcome. We're super close to the mat, so if we can keep it a little bit chill while they're out there. Uh, if you have signs, flags, palms to set, I will send you out as soon as they're off the mat. Where's my music? Music? Make sure we're in front so I can get you to mic at the DJ booth right away. Okay, that's important because each routine uh, yes. has some music, mm -hmm. so they got to cue it up. Some have it on the phone. Some have a CD they give to the DJ. You know, like and that always works. <laughs> like 99% okay, of the time, good. right? Because you always know there's one person. Yeah, and they got to have all the different connectors. Maybe yep, you got an yep, Android, yep. maybe you got an iPhone, maybe you got a disc, maybe you got a whatever. So I need my music person. That's mm -hmm. really important. Yeah. Let's get you out there as soon as possible. Smart. Make sure your music's all set. And so then repeat 120 <laughs> times. Okay, Sabres, let's go. Okay, good luck, Wakasha Sal. Go Blackshirt. Okay, Hudson, good luck. Okay, Wasa East. Oh, kind of a walk. Good luck. Thank you. Okay, let's go. Oh, nice. let's good go. job. Here we go. Over and over. So when you're talking to them, is the, uh, the is the other group dancing on the on the mat as that's all happening? So they're behind closed doors in the gym when when they're gathering yeah, or queuing up when with When you're talking me. to them. And right, right outside the doors, like probably 15 feet away from where we're standing, but through closed doors is, right, the whole other, the dance and the thing and the cheer and all that yeah, stuff's going nice. on. It's fun to watch, too, how all the teams huddle in different ways. Some say a prayer. Some have a pep talk. Some are just quiet. Some are talking about anything else. <laughs> There's all That team isn't going to do well. Right? They just all have different ways of handling it. Now, but, do you command respect? Hey, clipboard guy's talking. Yeah. Hey, when clipboard little guy's talking. There'd be a little bit. And then I did a lot of social media. So sometimes when they got to clipboard guy, they're like, hey, clipboard guy. No, we've been following <laughs> you. Oh, very nice. But one issue, the mat separated at one point, so they had to call a timeout during a team's performance. So that put us behind. Ooh. Again, we're five minutes, five minutes, five minutes, five minutes. Now, it's not clipboard guy's fault, but it was clipboard guy's problem. Right. So now clipboard guy's <laughs> got to talk to upstairs guy. We're still about five behind because of the mat repair, but we are good. You so you're good to come down. So Thanks. we'll catch it back up now. I hope, but they, it's A-B judging. Yeah. So I don't know if that helps us or not the scratch because i don't know that the judges can turn it around oh yeah you know what i mean we'll see see that's eric he's upstairs lingo. guy mm. yeah av judging, AB judging. yeah I, I can explain it when we're off the air it's not that <laughs> okay. important wait you don't have a walkie-talkie i didn't miss now mrs clipboard guy she was checking she had she had uh, walkie-talkie right. oh, okay. but we just texted each other if we had issues oh that's good okay but yes, all good for Clipboard Guy. Another successful good. Greendale Varsity nice cheer. Work. Making sense of the Packers' loss and a look ahead. Coming up in sports at 645. So the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service is conducting a species status assessment right now. Well, that sounds pretty boring. Yep, yep. A status assessment of lake sturgeon. Okay. And they're considering listing lake sturgeon under the Endangered Species Act. Okay. It just got more interesting. Right, yeah. And that could be a concern, right? Because there are some that like to... Spear the old sturgeon here in Wisconsin. Coming up, right? Um, mm -hmm, that's right in the middle correct. of February here. So according to uh, Congressman Gallagher there, Mike Gallagher, he says a potential listing would not only threaten the careful population management in place, but it would also ignore the cultural importance and the economic impact of Lake Sturgeon and Sturgeon Spearing here in Wisconsin. So he's holding a news conference today to unveil an act that would proactively exempt the state of Wisconsin from any listing of any lake sturgeon under the Endangered Species Act. Not sure how successful he would be with this. Um, sent a letter to the, to the feds last month. Now is going to hold this news conference today. It's called the Spear Act. 
Do you want to know what okay. SPEAR stands for? Other yes. than, obviously... Oh, it's spear. an acronym? Oh, yeah. Okay. Sturgeon protected and exempt from absurd regulations. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, so I, I do know gonna he's going to be there. I don't know if... So I got on the phone and I called Sean Wendt. I don't know if Wendt is going to be there, but Gallagher... Well, he ought to be involved. Yeah. He's got to be... Usually when lawmakers have their little dog and pony show, they've got all the people standing behind them, (laughs) right? Holding the spear. Or whatever, right? Yeah, exactly. And you got the Chamber of Commerce guy from Fonalac, and you got the mayor of this place and all all these folks. I I need Sean Wenton in that picture. And I said, Sean, I need some help. So you were just talking about having a big weekend with your cheer kid. How many other sports are our children in at the same time? Now, I know your kid is doing other sports, or not sports, but doing other clubs and different things. Sure. Right? So, Some kids are in all the sports. Yep. Well, as you, the sports. As you pack your gear for your children who will need their after-school sports stuff today, a word of advice from the American Academy of Pediatrics, relax. The AAP believes the pressure to perform is leading to some serious injuries and burnout. The new study, released overnight, finds a whopping 70% of kids are dropping out of organized youth sports by age 13. Nice, Alex! In recent years, experts have raised more concerns about parents taking the fun away. When there's such an overemphasis on winning, it really takes away the enjoyment. Factors include depression, fatigue, sleep problems, and injuries. ABC's Allison Kosick. I would also say at 13, think about that year, though. The next year is high school, and oftentimes a lot of kids ain't good enough to play on the high school team, so that's why they would drop out, per se. But I do, I, I do believe she's correct, too, though, that there's clearly some burnout that happens. Uh, American Academy of Pediatrics recommending young athletes... They should take part in no more than one sport per day, according to this, and have at least one day of rest per week from organized sports. Yeah, that makes sense. And I'm not for the whole, well, we don't keep score because winning's not important. That's silly. Tried it when we were kids. Tried it on the next generation. Like, it doesn't, kids know. They want to compete. So I, I don't think that's Winning what the message is. Winning and losing isn't a bad thing. Right. It's when okay you, to be disappointed. When you specialize, though, and we see this more and more, pick your sport, like we, these kids are together year round. They're never off from that sport as opposed to try a little of this, try yeah. that. You're in season for this, try something else. Uh, that I think that's where the message is. So my 12 year old is trying lacrosse for the very first time. She had her very first Great. practice on Saturday. And she's never done that before. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, I'm so worried she's just gonna get boat rolled over. You know, kids are just gonna be spinning around her. But she she held her own in the practice, I guess. And that one takes some some ramp up. Yes, like, learn the rules. What's <laughs> yeah. this thing? What's the wicket for? What right. am I doing? Can I hit someone with this or no? Yeah. Right. Is this a weapon? That's a no, actually. Six forty five. Brandon Snide has the sports next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The 29 and 13 Milwaukee Bucks looking for win number 30 tonight. They are back in Detroit to take on the Pistons. Tip-off time for that game set for 6 p.m. Coverage will begin right here on WTMJ at 5.30. The Kansas City Chiefs knocked off the Bills in Buffalo Sunday night. This one by a final of 27 to 24. Patrick Mahomes and his Chiefs set to travel out to Baltimore for the AFC title game next Sunday. And lastly, we'll stick with the NFL. The Detroit Lions moving on to face off with the 49ers in the NFC Championship game after beating Tampa 
31 to 23 on Sunday afternoon. Sunday's win marked the Lions winning two playoff games in a season for the first time since 1957. It's time for extra points. A sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's morning news. Here's Brendan Snide. The 2023 Green Bay Packers roller coaster season finally, after many ups, downs, twists, and turns, came to a rest on Saturday. After shocking the world in Dallas, the Packers came up three points shy of doing it once again, and I, for one, am extremely proud of this team. Back in October, when this team couldn't buy a first down, couldn't buy a touchdown, didn't get a win, sat dead in the water at two and five, somehow, some way, they found a way to rise above it all. It's easy to be upset this week, waking up on a Monday morning, and understandable to be angry. It's rather simple to point the finger and blame the missed field goal, a missed tackle, an interception here or there. But I don't think folks realize what this team did in a year absolutely no one, and I mean no one, gave them a chance to do. It was a rebuilding year. Their biggest question going into the season was what their future under center was or could be. Opposing fans laughed at Green Bay after the trade of Aaron Rodgers. They said Jordan Love couldn't do this, he couldn't do that, he would be this, he would be that. That was until he took their lunch money and shut them up. The pundits said head coach Matt LaFleur was nothing without a Hall of Fame quarterback, that there's no way he can lead the NFL's youngest team to the playoffs. The same pundits and same fans of other teams laughed when general manager Brian Gunnikins traded away that said MVP, laughed when he drafted Jordan Love, and thought they were finally in the clear without that boogeyman in number 12. Well, turns out they were all dead wrong. This team is built to last, and the amazing thing is, the exciting thing is, they are just getting started. Injuries, youth, inexperience, doubt, all things this team overcame this season to give us fans one thrilling ride we will never forget, and one that will give us something to be thrilled for. Bring on 2024. At 6.53, as Vice President Kamala Harris is set to visit Wisconsin today, GOP presidential race with a huge shakeup just ahead of the New Hampshire primary tomorrow. Can you hear that sound? That's the sound of a two-person race. It's former ambassador, former Governor Nikki Haley at a rally in New Hampshire Sunday after Florida Governor Ron DeSantis dropped out of the race and endorsed Former President Donald Trump, ABC News National Correspondent Stephen Portnoy in New Hampshire this morning and live with us on Wisconsin's Morning News. Hi, Stephen. Hey, good morning to you. Hey. It is a two-person race, but in this two-person race, there is a clear frontrunner. And Donald Trump has a double-digit lead in the polls. And with Ron DeSantis dropping out and endorsing him, even though DeSantis was polling in the single digits here, I think 6%, in the latest statewide poll, the poll also indicated that most of his supporters would choose Trump if they had to make a second choice, and now they do, which suggests that the margin for Trump could be even wider than it was in the survey that had him up 11 points over Haley over the weekend. Now, Haley is uh, doing her part to try to jazz voters. She's uh, Her closing message is that she's an alternative to two men who would be in their 80s, uh, Trump and Biden. Trump is only 77, and he made that point, but by the end of a second term, he would certainly be over age 80. Uh, and so she's uh, trying to hammer home the idea that Trump's mental competency should be questioned, because there was an episode on Friday night where he referred to Nancy Pelosi as Nikki Haley repeatedly. And so Haley is suggesting that he's simply confused and it's time to move past him and that he brings chaos wherever he goes. Uh, Trump's closing message is all the things that you've been hearing from Trump for many years now about the border and uh, crime and, 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 and whatnot. Uh, but beyond that, uh, he says that Nikki Haley supporters here in New Hampshire are Democrats 
he's looking at the polling, the same data we're looking at that indicates that uh, Haley's base here is among moderate and even liberal minded voters who, who, as long as they're not registered Democrats, can take part in tomorrow's primary. And I've been at uh, Trump events. I've been at Haley events here in New Hampshire. And I can tell you the enthusiasm for Trump is sky high. People are willing to uh, stand outside in the cold 18 degrees for hours for the chance to get inside a Trump event. And uh, Haley is bringing out warm and supportive crowds. But again, many of these people are uh, first time participants in a Republican primary, they say, because uh, they see this as an opportunity to stop Trump cold. Trump argues that those people will not be for Haley in November. They'll revert back to being Democrats in November. Stephen, why did Ron DeSantis make that announcement now? Why not wait through Carolina? Well, it's a good question for him. I mean, look, at the end of the day, um, you know, if, if Ron DeSantis, after placing a distant second in Iowa, was going to place a further distance uh, third here in New Hampshire, uh, he acknowledged in his video message that he taped in Florida yesterday that he didn't have a path. And, it, you know, as you read his political obituary, you see what a stunning fall it was. A year ago, he was beating Trump in the polls. So much money, so much organization and infrastructure around his candidacy, so many attempts to try to paint him as uh, Trump without the drama. And in the end, the voters were not with him. Steve, I want to throw this at you, too, because the Biden administration today is going to be focused on what would have been the 51st anniversary of the Roe versus Wade decision at the U.S. Supreme Court. We have Vice President Harris coming to Wisconsin today, a state where the abortion issue propelled Democrats to big wins in 22, key issue in our state Supreme Court election in 23 as well. Democrats obviously believe that this can still be a winning issue for them in purple states like ours. Well, look, the fact is that uh, Kamala Harris and the Democratic Party are of a mind toward winning Wisconsin's electoral votes next uh, in, in November. And so, uh, you know, this is uh, probably why she's going. And the abortion issue is a key motivator for Democratic voters and Wisconsin's where it's going to count. So the idea of the vice president going there today to talk about this issue is very much in keeping with the broader strategy for the general election in November. Stephen Portnoy, ABC News national correspondent. Good to talk to you, Stephen. Thank you. You bet. Of course, the vice president expected late this morning in Milwaukee and then making her way to Big Bend in Waukesha for her appearance later today.